There it yeah. goes. All right, welcome everybody to Paul Hederman's Zen Bitch Slap uh, uh, talk about AA, although it's not an AA meeting. And um, yeah, it's uh, Paul's going to riff. I, I picked out like a paragraph, Paul. I just opened my book to page 76. And it's the second paragraph. I'm just going to read one paragraph on page 76. And uh, <clears throat> it, uh, it goes like this. It's, uh, it's talking about step seven. It's really brief. It says, when ready, <clears throat> we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and to my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. And uh, you can talk about whatever. Uh, thanks, Paul. Thanks. And thanks, everyone. Yeah, you're welcome. So in AA, when does the way of life turn into the way of life, your way of life? Yeah, so here that he's stating an attitude, an outlook that you could take, and then hopefully it's going to promote an attitude and outlook that you will be, so to speak. Yeah, so a lot of the suggestions in the beginning or to create a foundation or to allow a foundation to be made. Just like I, uh, well, first of all, welcome everyone. I remember when I came in to recovery, it was obvious uh, the selfishness and the self-centeredness. And so, and the lack of gratitude basically. And so I took, I used to say a prayer, not a prayer, but every time something good happened in my life, I would say, thank you, God, that was more than enough. Yeah. Now, I did that religiously until I stopped doing it. Yeah. So something was lacking. So I did something in that void or that space. And then that's that lacking space was filled up. So now... Instead of practicing gratitude, I have a grateful attitude. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. So I think if you practice a way of life, it turns into your way of life. And a lot of us here are in the habit of being sober. Yeah, so we have taken suggestions. We've followed directions. We've done the program, the working steps. We admitted... Uh, the observations of step one and two, we decided to turn our will and life over to the care of something else. We did the action steps to, to sort of promote that decision to have some weight behind it. Then we adopted um, a form of maintenance, which is steps 10, 11, and then 12 is the agenda, basically, that you're going to be willing to help other people to achieve sobriety and practice these principles in all your affairs. And if you can't do that, you limit your affairs for a while. Yeah. And therefore that's the program in a sense. And 
uh, a design for living. So there's a lot of descriptions of the design for living. And yet there's a point where then the living takes over. Yeah. So the design for living is now an active attitude and outlook. And so a lot of times I may not be doing as much formal service as I used to, but then I'm available and present, which makes me of service. Yeah. So these things change. And so when you're moving from, let's say, one gravitational field to another gravitational field, there's going to be adjustments made. And this is what the program and our community uh, support. And as they used to say, first you do the steps, then the steps do, do then the steps do you, and now then you're living the steps. So there is a process. Yeah, a design for living becomes living, so to speak. And so this, uh, they're mapping out a design for living here, because we're now we're moving from an old occupation which is being occupied by this idea of self and now we're moving into another uh basis which is trusting the infinite and so we need some designs we follow those designs and then the living becomes the biggest part yeah so if you follow this uh making it you know i'm entirely ready to have uh you have you have all of me the good and bad and then it talks about step seven as you grow in a program and, and you get engaged with step six and seven, it actually limits the necessariness of eight and nine. Yeah. Because you're not walking around with resentments. So you don't have a list of resentments and you're not, and you're not harming people in the pursuit of what you want or resenting or doing this. And basically Four and five illuminated how, what, and how we've been defeated. Six and seven is the surrendering of that which has defeated us before it defeats us. And when you're in that act or habit of doing that, eight and nine becomes very, uh, you're not making lists and you're not making amends that much. Yeah, that's the beauty of the way of life. The way of life is... You don't need to have all these skillful means to deal with a life full of resentment because it's not a life full of resentment anymore. Yeah. And all the activities to try to keep yourself in the here and now and not in the mental anxiety of yesterday and tomorrow, that had, that condition has been established. You're in the here and now, not because of any effort or, or thought on your part, but the obviousness that you've never leave the here and now, no matter what your head says. If you say, I've been totally spaced out, if you look at the surveillance tapes, you're there, yeah? You're always here. And so this stuff starts becoming not an exotic metaphysical idea, it becomes a way of life. You're just here, you're available and present, that makes you of service, and all these things. And so first, if you have a design for living, you've got to follow the design. And then there's more after you follow the design, then there's the real living out the design that you followed. Yeah. That may not look like design, the design as much. So, yeah. So step six, and for me, the illumination of what has defeated me, it's stated in page 64, 
I know I always go back there, but that to me is one of the great revelations because it is a not a commonly recognized uh, way or, or theme for a personal inventory or an impersonal inventory. And that is being convinced something else than us called self is what has defeated us. We're going to look at its common manifestations. What is the inventory? It's on manifestations of self in your life. It's not on your manifestations. Yeah, It's on manifestations of self. And then by following through with that and sharing it with people, stuff that used to be would be going on without you knowing it is now illuminated. You now start recognizing that which has defeated you before it defeats you. And then we take that, that recognition to step six and seven. I'm entirely ready to have this power reconfigure this thing right now. And I humbly ask it to do it. Yeah, so it's like putting out the garbage after a while. This garbage man comes here at Wednesday in the morning. I put it out on Tuesday. I do not spend the rest of Tuesday worrying, is the guy going to come on Wednesday in the morning? I have a faith that it's going to come. Why? Because it's it's come. He comes every Wednesday for years. So I have a faith in that assumption, and therefore I have a nice, great sleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, the garbage has been removed. Now, I didn't do anything about it except putting it out there. Yeah. This is to me step six and seven. If some if some shit's gonna defeat you, wouldn't it be best to recognize it while it's building up instead of after it's whacked you? I mean, obviously. You would like to see the defeat coming, so maybe there could be an a, a diverting the the feet. To know why you're fucked while you're fucked does it doesn't seem to be incredible knowledge to me. Yeah. To know why you're fucked and being fucked at the same time doesn't work. It's that thing of self-knowledge avails us nothing. So I know I've worked with people who are very, very smart, you know, scientists and shit. They've gone in and out for quite a lot of times. And part of the problem is when they start talking about the problem. So they would call me up and want to start telling me why they went out this time. I'd say, I don't want to hear it. Just go to a meeting. Yeah. I don't want to hear the problems take on the problem. I do not want to hear it. It's not attractive to me. Just go shut up and go to a meeting. Yes. Yeah. Share there. I've heard enough of you already. Yeah. So this is what happens. You, you recognize what has defeated you before it defeats you. There's tons of possibilities there. Like we say here, what's the difference between an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic? The alcoholic calls you after they drink and the recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. Before they drink, there's a lot of possibility. After they drink, there's not much possibility. Yeah? Mm. So to me, the most working steps in the last years of my sobriety has been six and seven. And mostly I see the information of it in my dreams at night because my dreams have a theme that I've gone through many, many times. And that theme, when I wake up in the morning and I've had that, I've noticed that in the night, I bring it to step six and seven. I'd say, hey, I like this higher power to work on these dreams. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live that dream out that I've had over and over again in the head. I'd rather live 
in a new dream. Yeah. I'd rather have a higher power of its own understanding. I don't want a higher power of my own understanding. It's just too small. I want a higher power of its own understanding. So when I see this thing or I hear someone at a meeting talk about alcoholism from alcoholism, I bring it to step six and seven. I ask that power to reconfigure it. I don't believe you can destroy energy. I figure you can reconfigure it. Something can reconfigure it. So here, I know you can't see the gold in this ornament because it's been twisted and everything, but there's gold in there. I offer it to six, you know, that higher power to reconfigure it and recycle it in my life. And I have great faith that it does it because I've witnessed it doing it. Yes. Yes. Some shit that I never thought was going to be removed has been removed. It's mind boggling. Some shit that I, after 10 or 11 years of sobriety, that I just hunkered down into the, that this was going to be a condition, no matter what, was removed. Yeah, incredible. So, yeah. This is a design for living, but the design needs to be lived, yes? It doesn't, a design for living has very little value unless it's lived, yes? We need to be the living design. <laughs> if not, we're living on by we're living a life of another design. The self will design a life for you for sure. And it has an incredible amount of narration going with it. I mean, it is just yapping all day. Yeah. And it want and it has a design for living. It wants you to live in what's not happening. It wants you to be more concerned about the past than the future than right now. It does. Look at listen to the head. The head is happening right now, and the last thing it's interested in is now. It's interested in yesterday and tomorrow. That should tell you a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that is what you're listening to, and its value system is not now, it's there and then, that's a design for living. Yeah. It is. Has it worked? The design for living it offers is re rebutted in our program that any life run on self-will will not be successful. Yeah? Any, any life run on self-design for our living is not going to be successful. So what happens if you find yourself trapped in a design for living and you don't seem to have the power to get out of that design for living, you have to adopt another design for living. And how do you adopt it? First, you make a decision. And you proclaim something in step three. Even though the life that is yours isn't under your control, you make a decision and you say, I would sure like it to be given to something other than what's been running the show. Yeah. And after that decision, you start the active steps, four through nine, because that initiates the shift of power. Now the higher power comes in. And then that little dog that's been masquerading as the big dog, when introduced to the real big dog, rolls over. And some of us, that dog has rolled over for 35 freaking years. Continuous sobriety, 35 years, 36 years almost, yes? That little dog is very clear it's a little dog now. Yeah, because the big dog's been introduced into it. Yeah, so eight and nine will some will sometimes will be completely unused 
at a certain point because you won't be having resentments to the point where you've acted out. You won't, yeah? You just won't, yeah? And so what an incredible relief. So just tell the truth. You're fucked and you're not managerial quality. Make a decision because your life isn't under your control at the at this point. Follow through with the action steps. Step 10, continue to take inventory. Check it out to make sure self isn't getting a new beachhead in your life. Step 11, hey, improve one's conscious contact with this power. And they suggest two methodologies. That doesn't mean they're the only two methodologies. Prayer and meditation are not, this is not a two-lane highway to the higher power. The higher power is a huge, broad highway, yeah? And then step 12 is the new agenda. If you want to go along with it, this is the agenda of the AA way, which is being willing to help other people who suffer from the same fucking dilemma and then practice these principles in all your affairs. And if you can't, just limit the affairs and get the work you need to get the work on and then keep moving. Yeah? There you go. And then whatever's happening, yeah, whatever is happening. But now you're established in a way that works, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Yeah, you're established. It says there in third step, first you sincerely take this position and then you get established in this position. And when you get established in a position, lo and behold, the effects that occur are much different than when you're sincerely taking the position. It talks about the ones that happen when you're sincerely and then established, it's like you're reborn. You feel a new power flow in. You have a conscious presence of that, that infinite. You have, you've learned, you face life successfully out drinking and using. You, all this shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. And many of us arrive at, to me, in this world of problems and solutions. And with the the power of this problem to have the experience that that does not exist for you is an in fucking incredible solution. And this is what the program uh, says can happen. Not with any thought or effort on your part, no, but you can be established to a point where the problem doesn't exist for you every day, day in and day out. Unbelievable, considering what a problem it was, active addiction and alcoholism. It, it just tattooed everything. Yeah, To have it not exist for you, to me, truly is based on recognizing it doesn't exist as you. Yeah. Yeah. I do not believe you defeated you. I don't. I believe self has defeated us, as it says in the book. Yeah. This is why we get together. The commonality is not in us. It's in what has defeated us. A singularity of self has defeated the plurality of us. Yeah. And when you share what it was like to live under that tyranny, it sure sounds what it was like when I lived under that tyranny. Yeah. So let's recognize this is not, you are not hating you. You are not defeating you. Something is in you that's defeating you, and something that may be occupying you hates you, definitely. Yeah. So, there you go, another day sober.
You know how many possibilities I have? And I may not take any of them? Great. But possibilities galore. Yeah. I can go to jail and leave. That's a possibility I didn't have earlier on. When I went into jail, I always stayed. Now I leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, all right. If anyone has anything that I'd like to say, if you're new to this thing, just go to page 64, the third paragraph, and just read being convinced. If you've been in AA, you understand the importance of that statement, being convinced. It's a present tense condition. If you're if you are or are in the being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. There's a clear difference between self and us, obviously. Yeah. And it does not say you have defeated you. It says self has defeated us. This is not a personal defeat. It ex it's experienced as a personal defeat, but it's a common defeat by a common sort of activity. Almost like, you know, do, does everyone get their own flu or do you get taken by a flu? And then you show the same symptoms of then as other people who've been taken over by the flu. It's more like that, yes. There's not Paul's flu or Nor's flu. It isn't, that's not how it goes. Something enters us, takes us over, maybe screws with us from five to 10 days and then we get over it, yeah? But do we call ourselves the flu on the 11th day? I hope not. In this case, we're calling ourselves the illness. <laughs> it's, it's insane. <laughs> we call ourselves the illness, yeah? We're trying to get better as the flu, not from the flu. <laughs> you think you would be happy about a, a correction to that mistake, yeah? I would hope so. Can you imagine if you were spending a lot of time trying to get out of the flu as the flu? <laughs> I would uh, I would hope somebody would come over and tap me on the shoulder and say, bro, self can't get out of self. <laughs> the flu can't get out of the flu. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> but I've been getting out of the flu for 30 years. I know. And all you talk about is the symptoms of having the flu. Well, I'm fucking sick and tired of hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you when I had the flu. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, just fuck. I'd much rather enjoy the being relieved from the flu. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And we're here every week. And as long as we can do it and this place is open, we'll be here every week. And we're going to basically talk about everything based on this one view, because I found great relief. The door really swung open when I saw that which has defeated me was not me. It just did. Yeah. And then when I saw it wasn't me and I got the hit that I can be free from it, I had a very short reminder of what was going on most of my life, I have been trying to be free as self. I didn't realize that until I did. And then when I did, I've never not realized it. Yeah. So self is foreign to us. It is not us. Yeah. If you, if, how can you abandon, like we used to have old 
beaters in San Francisco when we were out there, like a like a fifty buck like Oldsmobile Cutlass or something. And then we would fucking run into a tree and we would just abandon the car. They didn't have great DMV then. We just walk away, never think about it again. We didn't, yeah, because I'm not the car. I can abandon a car. I'm not the car. As the book says, we abandon ourselves. When I read that, I see self as something other than me. And I believe that you and I can make a decision to abandon self to something greater than us. I do. Yeah. That's not you being abandoned. You're abandoning something else, just like we abandoned that Oldsmobile. I did not abandon me in the Oldsmobile. I abandoned the Oldsmobile. Yeah. How are you going to abandon you? You're still going to be there after you abandon you. You abandon something other than you to that power. Yeah. So I abandoned myself. Let's say I had abandoned self to that higher power. Yeah, this is it just worked, this view. And that's why we keep putting it out there. It worked. It brought a huge amount of relief and it's become the North Star of my whole program. It just has. Yeah. Everything else plays a role, but I see everything else from that star. I see everything else from I'm not that which has defeated me. Just, yeah, because I think the defeat is really based on you being identified as it. I mean, would you take the punishment you've given yourself from anyone else? Do, would, do you hate someone hmm. enough to treat them like you've treated yourself? <laughs> what? Yeah? Have you? Would you put up with someone who treats you like this Every day. The only way you would is if you don't have any possibility of being free from that person. But in this case, you can be free that from, from that which has defeated you and treats you like that. You can be free from it because you're not it. If you keep seeing it as you, you're going to fall into that dilemma of self cannot get out of self. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. If you see that if you keep calling that which is playing God you, you're going to keep playing God. Yeah. But if you see that which is playing God is not you, you'll lose interest in that which is playing God. And then something, if you want to call it a, a real God, is going to appear. Yes? I don't see it working any other way, so that's why we share it. I don't. I think that's a great statement out of our community because a lot of people were trying to get out of self as self without knowing it. And they realized it on a large level and they made it a statement in our program, not from the big book, but from observation in recovery, which is self can't get out of self. If you want to get out of self, you're not going to do it as self. <laughs> it just doesn't, it can't, it's impossible. So you see you're not self. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> it's so freaking simple, yeah, in a way. It can be harped on day in and day out because it's a simple invitation. That which has defeated you is not you. There you go.
Could you imagine if you were living in a place with someone who was unbearable and you only stayed there because you couldn't entertain any possibility of leaving? And then some neighbor or someone comes by and informs you, hey, you can go. I'll help you right now. Yeah. And all you need to do is up with the, take a little, you know, stressful step and then you're out of the fucking predicament. And then the truth about the predicament is just going to rush in. You're going to see how fucked it was when you're relieved of it. Yes, you are. You'll, you'll have your own intimate sense of what bondage of self means. Yeah. When you're free from it. You can't know it while you're under it. So here we are. We have a beautiful, beautiful design for living. A beautiful way of life. The most incredible supportive community I've ever seen, really. 600 meetings a week. Fucking... 24-hour telephone lines. People will drop everything to go see you at one o'clock. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, you know, some companies, some corporations, they get emphasized because of their service. There's no greater service than in recovery. I mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a short story, if you don't mind. Traveling around the world, had no place to live. Had a big bag by the time I got to India. I figured, like many things, I assumed something that wasn't going to be true, which is I assume when I leave to go south, I could leave my bag at the guest house. But they said no. And I was having trouble. Where am I going to put this big bag? I have to go down south. I don't want to take it with me. So I'm going to these meetings, spiritual meetings, and I'm sort of like not so subtly, you know, talking to people about, hey, can you take care of this bag while I'm gone? No one's helping me whatsoever. They say, why don't you just get a, a locker at the railroad station? Now, at the same time I was visiting the spiritual group, I was going to AA meetings in India, in Bombay, and I was talking to the to people at the AA meeting and one guy came up to me and says I'll I'll take your bag while you're gone and just to let me know when you get back or go to the meeting and I'll bring it back to you yeah so I go away for about 16 days come back go to that meeting there's the guy the next day he comes back with my bag to where I'm staying and he fixed the zipper sewed it all up yeah and then he left and then people from the A meeting told me, you know, he doesn't have a car. He took a bus all the way across town to bring that freaking bag back to you. Yeah. He went way out of his way, all this. He never said a word about any of that. Just incredible humility. And it would make me cry, yeah, because of the different experience I was having with one spiritual group and then a group that was actually spirit in a way. It was awesome. It may, really, I still cry to this day. Humble freaking dude, he had 26 years of sobriety. It was awesome. So, yeah, there you go. Open the floodgates there, Kerry. Yo, 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 excellent, Paul. Yeah, that story is uh, very emotional, yeah? Um, so Bill Churchman would like to 
chime in. Go, Bill. Jump in. Thanks, Carrie. Hey, Paul. Hey. hey, it's more of a share I wanted to have here yeah. instead of more like a question. But um, you know, this past week I was asked to be a speaker at an AA meeting, pretty large meeting for this part, you know. And um, I don't hear this message about self. Uh, manifested in various ways is what it defeated us, you know, because I spent 12 years, my first 12 years in AA, I never saw that. But anyway, uh, so I, I shared for, I don't know, a half hour or so, you know, the story and, and got on to that, you know, because I never saw it. And anyway, uh, as I, uh, be even careful to say as I was talking because it didn't even seem like I was talking, but there was a message coming through yeah. uh, with no thought or effort on my part. But long story short, when it was over, um, the feedback I got was uh, uh, remarkable, phenomenal. I don't know if those words are even big enough, but some longtime members of AA who never heard that, who ne it never really considered that idea that self and us are two different things. And uh, a couple people, you know, asked for my number and we talked about it more and, and have said that it's, it's totally revolutionized <laughs> their recovery. Uh, people that have been sober a lot longer than me. And I guess I'm just sharing this because I want you to know the message is, is not just staying right here on this Zoom group and that it was amazing to watch uh, just to experience that because I never really went into it as, as sharing at meetings or even spoke at a large group like that for for quite a while. But um, I just felt the, the, the desire to share that now because it was just it was people were coming up to me afterwards and saying, man, thank you. I really appreciate it. you did such a good job. And I didn't even know what to say. Cause I, it was really clear. I didn't do that. You know, like Bill, Bill didn't really, something happened there and it was like bigger than, bigger than uh, I could comprehend. But uh, I don't even know if I'm sharing it correctly, right. Or, or accurately right now, but I just felt the desire to really pass that along to you. Cause this message changed everything for me in recovery you know it 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 shifted everything and and you say it really nicely that if you don't see it you'll be seeing everything from it you know and uh i i for a while that was just a concept but to to, to have that really land and uh, be within the experience of that has has changed everything uh here so uh yeah i just wanted to pass that along here thanks Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now I have great faith in the message. So, yeah. Yeah. So if I was, if I was trying to make friends and shit, it probably would have been wiser not to say anything, but uh, something compelled me still does. Yeah. Just for that. Yeah, there's relief, and then there's so, well, whatever. You would imagine that what you really need to be clear about is the problem. Yeah, and then the solution will be something you find out about, yeah? But first, got to be clear about the problem. If you're not clear about the problem, uh, how the solution can appear for you is going to be limited, 
by the problem. Yeah. So it's important, very important, I felt. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. That was great. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Uh, Terry S. would like to chime in as well. Terry. Yeah, thanks. Uh, good to see you, uh, Paul. I've enjoyed uh, spending the last couple of weeks with you in your seminars and uh, in your meetings. Uh, one of the things that just blew my mind, and it happened, uh, the realization happened to me uh, several months ago, and I had been, I've been sober several decades, and finally got to that point where I read in the book, the problem has been removed, and you talked about it today. Uh, that just blew me, because I tried to think back, okay, when did it happen? When did that problem become removed? And and for the life of me, I can't. But I know for a fact today it's been removed. So anyway, that's all I, I really wanted to share because I know that you brought up the uh, the suggestion of the problem being removed, and I agree with you. So thank you very much. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, see, the thing is, uh, the relief from self is loss of interest in self. And when you're losing interest in self, uh, a lot of shit can come in the back door. <laughs> That's really great. And then you don't even, you know, people happen a lot where they ask for that, that urge to drink, to be removed. And they don't know, they can't remember the day that it was removed. They notice it. Wow. After a month or two later, because they're occupied by other shit instead of them. Yes. So yeah. When them's looking at the work on them, it doesn't go that far. When you send them around the corner for, I hope, a long time, then a lot of work happens, yeah? And instead of noting it, you're living it, which is much, yeah, it's a lot of different condition, yeah? Yeah, After if you're living it, you don't need to note it, yeah? Truly, yeah? Only if it's purposeful, and then it's noted, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. The problem will not exist for you. Yes. I say I really believe if you take it a step that's clearly defined by self and us as different, which is the problem will not exist as you. And that's really that's see, the problem doesn't exist for you can happen. But the, when the problem doesn't exist as you, it's based on seeing the problem as foreign. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So you finally recognize it's not of you. And then that really will establish you in the state. The problem does not exist as me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's worked. I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't, I mean, really, that's the bottom line. It works. I don't know how you can explain any everything else like you know the the person who's full of self-centeredness doesn't know it yeah people who they walk in aa think and they say i have no resentments yet you see them as one of the angriest people you've ever seen how could all this shit be going on without us noticing unless we have something blocking the shit off from us yeah 
and why people who love to do inventory on other people have such a hard time doing an inventory on themselves. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny that most people go out around four and nine, step four and nine. Yeah. Four is looking at your role in things. Self does not want you to look at your role in things because you're going to see its role in things. <laughs> it's just that simple. And nine, self, its greatest shadow is cast from the past. Yeah. It has you with so much shame and guilt about what you did while you were under the influence. Yeah. It doesn't want, it doesn't want any freedom from that. That's its fucking, that's its uh, eternal spring, so to speak, that it feeds off of. Yeah. So the last thing it wants to do is be free from Pat, the past. So basically, a lot of our community leaves at step four and nine. Yeah, it's funny, eh? It would always see, why would that happen? Well, because something's in you, blocking you off. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this understanding just made everything else understandable. Yeah, that we constantly live under self-imposed crises. Self-imposed, not yours, self-imposed crises. Hey, people will step on your toes seemingly without provocation. But if you look, you'll invariably find you made a decision based on self. What is a decision? What is a decision based on self? And how would that look? It would look like self-will, wouldn't it? So there's no movement. There's a decision based on self then there's a movement based on that decision that's called self-will. Yes. Any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. What generates the self-will? A decision based on self. Yeah. But this is, I've changed, I've done everything. Have you really? There's a description of what it's like for us we're driven by a hundred forms of fear and this and that that doesn't sound like you're the driver does it if i'm driven i'm not behind the wheel yeah someone else is driving the boat <laughs> why don't we can't we recognize this shit yeah the non-recognition is supported by the language People can read that clearly, that paragraph, and then they go, my resentments. But resentment is clearly described as a manifestation of self in one's life. What would, what would you calling it my resentment describe? The act of being identified as self. That's the root of the problem. I mean, there's your diagnosis in three minutes. Yeah. How do, how do I know I'm in the act of being identified self? Well, it's easy. If you're calling its manifestations, one of them resentments yours. I mean, you can't, I mean, oh, doctor, tell me why I'm sick. All right, there you go. Oh, I don't believe that. All right, go to another doctor. But this doctoring here is make decisions based on self fucking all fucking day for some of us set off trains of circumstances we feel we don't deserve yeah it brings us misfortune we feel we don't deserve then we got to look for someone to blame resentments da 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 yes 
yeah, not realizing that there was a decision based on self. Unbeknownst to us, what we're calling our decision was not based on us. It was based on self. And then when it was driven, it was self-will, not your will, not God's will, self's will. There it is. Nothing's going on. Decisions made. Something propels that decision. Self-will. Any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. You're fucked. Admit that. Hallelujah. No, I think I can manage better. Great. Go ahead. You know... We're hard nuts. A lot of us have to, you know, learn the hard way. All right, learn the hard way. Yeah. Invariably fine means you're going to find it all the time. Yes. So people step on my toes seemingly without any, I didn't do anything seemingly, without provocation. But if I look at it, I will invariably, in other words, I'm always going to find there was a decision based on self. This is out of our book. This is not an insertion insert that we've made. It's right in our book. A division, a decision based on self, is that a decision based on you? No, it's a decision based on self. Self is not you. So my decisions are based in something that I'm not. Maybe the flu would make great stock trades, yeah? If it was state trading stocks when you were had the flu. Maybe it's great. Shit, I am so happy the flu is making all my financial decisions because it's a fucking avatar, yeah? Yeah? Great, let me keep the flu. What the hell is self doing? It fails. Yeah. You don't leave you don't live a big life. You don't everything goes if you have this active addiction and and alcoholism, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Any life run on self-will. Any any is a very large space, yeah. Any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. They were really humbly saying it. Yeah. Basically, they could have any life run on self-will is you're going to be fucked, basically. Yeah. I couldn't, I uh, I don't agree with that. Oh, great. Go ahead. This is why being convinced is so important in our program. Yeah. Because we need to be convinced yeah. I think that comes from the innermost. I do not come, I do not believe it comes from where the problem resides, the head. But I was, I arrived at that place. I didn't know I had it in me, but I was able to be convinced. And it happened all of a sudden in a fucking trailer park near Calistoga. Because got whacked with sobriety. And then that night I was introduced to the way of life that I was I needed to have that sobriety, that miracle sobriety last in time. And I was introduced to the way of life called Recovery AA.
And thank God I saw self as something foreign to me. Yeah. Thank God. First of all, my spiritual budget went down. I've saved so much fucking money. Yeah. Recognizing that I am a spirit. Because trying to become spiritual as this mental idea is going to take a lot of fucking work. <laughs> a whole lot of work. Yeah. I'd much rather go on a real vacation. Yeah. I live a vacation from self. That's pretty good. So, yeah. Here we Paul, are. Paul, look so at these. Paul, I'm on vacation. Look at these pelicans right here on the... See them? Yeah, I've got to make it seem bigger. Hold on. I see them somewhat. All right. Well, I'll get closer. Here oh, yeah. they are. They're pelicans. Yeah, yeah. Look at them. Yeah. Look at them. I found this cool place today. Really cool place. Wow. It's, nice. Yeah. It's called... It's called Harbor Walk Village. It's amazing here. Oh, great. Look at these birds. Right here, I'm standing next to them. This place. Hi, Brad. You see, you see him blinking his eye. <laughs> you see him backing up? Yeah, you're irritating him. I know. It's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Oh no, that's great, honey. I need, I needed someone to stop me. We have a lot of pelicans over here in the uh, northern cow. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah, they okay. tend to eat little dogs at times. Oh, I guess they could, huh? Yeah, they swallow them yeah. right up. Yeah. Oh. Oh Decent wow. Ball. Yeah. You could take a helicopter ride from here. You could take a cruise. You could take a fishing boat out. Or do nothing. Or just walk along and Zoom with Paul. Oh, great, honey. You send, to send a Zoom to Mike, Mike Z. We'll put it on the website. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't have, I'm not recording it. Oh, uh, all right. Well, we'll see you, honey. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else, Mike, or before we, uh, Kerry, before we go? Yeah, yeah. there's a, Alex Seven has been patiently uh, waiting with his hand up. Go, Alex. Uh, uh, Alex, Alex Seven. Yes, come on. Hi there. There you go, Alex. Um, so um, I'm pretty new to the whole uh, 12 steps thing. I only listened to your um, non-duality talk so far and um wait a minute we can hear you yeah it's um, good. yeah but I, I messed up my screen and now i can't see anything oh damn it <laughs> i'm so sorry no problem we can see you so if you want to speak go ahead yeah uh so anyway um I, I've been sober for uh, three years now, but uh, the thing is that I live in an assisted living facility for addicts, and um, I, I've got this conviction in me that um, as soon as I'll I'll be free, like I'm, I'll be living on my own, someday I'm gonna mess everything up and smoke a joint, and 
it's a really strong conviction. Like I know this is gonna happen, um, despite um, all the bad things I've seen um, drugs do to the people around me and to myself and all my experiences. Uh, this um, I can't shake this conviction. So I wanted to ask you: um, Is is there anything one can do to get rid of it? To um, Well, ask that power, yes, ask that power, whatever you deem it to be or not be, ask that power to remove it for you. This is the spirit of recovery. The spirit of recovery is we admit that we can't do something and then something can do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So right okay. now, obviously, from what you said, it seems to be such a conviction that you can't do anything about it. Hallelujah. Now you've seen the truth, and now you ask something that can do something about it, to do something about it, yeah? And if you okay. see your head is occupying or thinking about it too much, do some service in the assisted living. Um, how, Is there a way to in, increase my faith in that higher power? We'll ask for it. Yeah, just ask. That higher okay. power is what's going to... You admit this. You try to tell the truth about where you are, and you tell it to that power, and that power will do what it does. Yeah? This is the theme of recovery, is something is going to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. So right now, you cannot do something for yourself, or you're convinced of that. And you're afraid that if you leave, that's going to take over again. Well, take that over and give it to that power and ask it to ask it to uh, reconfigure it and change it. And how hopefully that faith will move from that belief that you're going to fuck up into a faith in that which is keeping you sober right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your belief. You're being convinced that you're going to do something is based on faith, yes? The head well, is telling you something, have faith that it's right, that I'm going to act out when I get out of here, yes? Yes, but I know from experience that I act out. That's um, right. So there's faith in that. And you're now at the turning point where that faith needs to be removed from that conviction and given over to that power that's now running your show. Yeah? And uh, so now just... Of, yeah, do a surrender to it. Yeah. I'm kind of afraid of what what's going to happen if it doesn't work. Well, you're in the assistant living, so it's working. Because you're not out of the assistant living, right? Okay. Yeah, so just build up some faith and then... You'll start losing interest or in faith in the head that's broadcasting that you're going to act out like you've always done. Yes. And you're going to make, you're going to learn that you can face life successfully. That means in or outside the assisted living. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So look at step three and step six and seven. Do a step three. Yeah. Turn your life, which is your will and your life concerning the assisted living. And when you leave the assistant living, turn that over to the care of this other power. Yeah. And if your head is really active, keep busy in service and just see what happens. Yes.
Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to write that down. Yeah, write it Thank down. You. Or you can just read it in the book. Read page, read step three and step six and seven from the book. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think um, step three is real near page 63 and stuff. Yeah. 61 to 63. And then six and seven is around 70 something. We just did it today. Yeah. So take this idea that you're definitely going to go out if you leave this thing and turn it over and become entirely ready to give this old idea to this higher power. Yes. And ask that higher power to humbly change that idea. Yeah. And there okay. you're doing the work. So step three, step six and seven. If it's bothering you so much, get into service. So you'll be pulled out of that orbit of thinking about it. And uh, if you're really, really uh, clear about that, don't leave assistant living right now. Yeah. If assistant no. living is working, let it work. Yes. You don't have to go today, do you? No, I, I don't have to go at all. But I, I originally wanted to, but... Um, um, some lady told me I probably, I'm probably not ready yet. Well, if I... you're not ready yet, just take the time to get ready. And of course, and you have a safe place to get ready. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and also listen to people that ha have been involved with people like us and take their suggestions over your head's suggestion. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, this is perhaps the better way. A lot in the beginning has a lot to do with not listening to yourself and listening to others, really. Yeah, because yeah, they may have a better idea of you than you do. So, yeah, I'd stay in the assistant living, at least for today, and let that space allow you to build in faith and, and strength, yeah? Okay. Yeah, and take, see, the head sometimes just wants to make up fucking some drama it wants to because it's afraid you'll get too uh at ease in that situation but just realize that be and also i would do is do a gratitude list that you're in a place that's giving you sanctuary from the active addiction yes yeah. gratitude is one of the greatest uh elixirs you can drink yeah so Look at how lucky you are to be sober in this assisted living. Yeah. And yeah. then just make a plan with people. Sometimes you can leave the assisted living, but go back and keep meeting the, 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 the counselor. There's ways to do it. And then one of the great gifts uh, in AA is says you will learn that you could face life successfully. So you'll be able to face life successfully at some point and be sober without having to live in the assisted living. Yeah. Yeah. If that's your destiny, if or maybe you're going to become a, a very influential person in the assisted living and you'll be able to find a great sense of service there. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. But again, you're being guided. Yeah. And uh, lots of people have been guided by the same thing that's guiding you, my friend. And we're here just to 
to say what we always say. Listen, trust the process and don't leave before the miracle. Yeah. Don't leave before what? Sorry. A miracle. Do not leave before the miracle. Yeah. And if the miracle is getting cooked up and the first part of it getting cooked up, it is it's essential you for you to be in assistant living. That's the way it's going. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Paul. You're welcome, man. Any anytime, come in. There's a lot of other people uh, that will always chat with you from this group. And yeah. Sometimes this is the thing about step 12. It says practice these principles in all our affairs. And if you have the wisdom or you can hear the wisdom from someone else that you're not up to those, you, you need to limit your affairs right now. So you need to stay at this assistant living place. Yeah. For now, because something is working and getting built up. Yeah. It used to drive me crazy the first six months of my sobriety. I didn't drink coffee or anything. Obviously, I was a cocaine addict. I didn't need coffee. And people, these guys would constantly take me to coffee shops, which I never had gone to. And it looked like I was doing nothing. And sometimes I'd get pissed off. And I go, what the fuck? We don't do anything. And they say, well, are you sober? And I go, yeah. I said, there you go. So they would just fucking incubating me until I could get some momentum on my own. Yeah. Now my head didn't like it. I was pissed off, but I had been convinced that any other way other than mine would probably be more successful. So I was fucking listening to them. Yeah. And I did. And it, and it worked. I stayed sober those first, the first six months I stayed, I've been sober ever since, but that part I was, they needed to have me keep keep me occupied because my head wanted to occupy me. Yeah. And so they did. Yeah. You're in good hands, bro. You are. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Hmm. It's only going to get. Seven. All right. Anyone else? Uh, I thought uh, Nor had his hand up, or um, I'm having a hard time. My internet's kind of coming in and out. Uh, Nor, okay. did you have your hand up? No. No. Okay. okay. Cool. I, I, did, I was lucky. I One thing I was very lucky about in the beginning <clears> of the Friday, <throat> I lived my first six years in Haight Ashbury, San Francisco. We had tons of meetings and tons of people sleeping on our couch and shit like that. Yeah, there was a very active, my apartment building, everyone in there was in recovery. It was a trip, four apartments. And we were, it was awesome. Yeah, very, uh, got swept in that wave of recovery. It was really awesome. Yeah, all right. I think anyone else or we'll just say goodbye today, yeah? Well, it's Alex. Thank you. Thank you for showing up and we'll see you soon again. Hey, eh? yeah, good. We got Nor. Always a pleasure. Michael, Stacy, John, Axel in Munich, Paula, Joseph in France, Tom in Denver, John in Florida, Bill Churchman, Regina. Nice to see you, honey. Sean in Minnesota, 
Roman Mueller, Germany, Kerry in Hawaii, Saraswati, undisclosed location. We don't know where she is. Oliver Berlin, Liane, she's in Germany somewhere. Jeff down in Southern Cal, Kathleen in Florida with the Pelicans. Walter, the brother from another mother. John K, as always, thank you for everything. Let me go to the next page. We got Christine in Kona, always a pleasure. Fletch, Chris Blake, Jules on vocals. Uh, a phone number there. Dennis, I think that, oh, Terry, Terry in Camarillo, California. Nice to see you, Terry. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for everyone's share today. Marjorie, very nice. Uh, yeah, it works. There is the solution. <laughs> uh, there's a solution in the solution. There's another one in there. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thanks.